Hello and bienvenue à Cheeseland, a brand new podcast where a couple of Aussies chat about life in France while drinking wine and eating cheese, of course. I'm Julia. And I'm Sai. We've been living in Paris for about a month now and have so much to tell you about the city, the gastronomy, the culture and far more. As this is the very first episode of the podcast, we figure there's no better place to start than at the very beginning, how two non-French speakers got to be in Paris in the first place. But first, what delicacies do we have tonight, Julia? Well, I had the pleasure of purchasing tonight's cheese and wine. So I can tell you that the cheese we are trying tonight is called Cantal Jeune. Now, I picked this because it wasn't a traditional cheese that like you would just find like a Comte or an Emmental or something like that. And then when I did a quick Google about it, it's called the French cheddar. Oh, so I figured that was a good place to start, given that we used to live in London and now we live in France. And so it's a nice little bridge in between the two. Sure. Our wine selection comes courtesy of uh, a four euro 85 uh, from from free and it's wow. called Chateau Lalibard, uh, Côte de Bourg. Uh, there's a lot of other French on here, uh, but it's a vin de Bordeaux. So it's a Bordeaux wine. And in France, they don't distinguish their wines by type. They only distinguish them by chateau. So you're meant to know simply what type of wine comes from which chateau, from which region. Of we, course. of course, uh, probably don't, but <laughs> we'll give it a go, okay? Sure. Okay, let's see if I can actually get this cork out. Hey! <laughs> All right, let's pour a glass. And, and santé. Santé. <laughs> Why is it that we are sitting here drinking wine in Paris? Well, I guess there are a couple of parts to my to the reason why I decided to move. Uh, part one was a desire to leave London. So I really enjoyed my time there, but I felt like I wanted a bit more of a challenge. It wasn't moving from Australia to London was not particularly like it wasn't particularly a cultural challenge. It wasn't a intellectual challenge in terms of I was familiar with the language and roughly how society what society expects of you yeah. and things like that london and australia share enough to make that sort of move very comfortable yeah. even though there are differences so that was part one uh part two of wanting to leave london was the weather <laughs> um yeah <laughs> it's definitely hard to adjust coming from a, a coastal town in the middle of the eastern seaboard in australia it's very hard to adjust to gray cold london and no beaches. <laughs> and no beaches, of course. Um, of course, like, the no beaches thing is not a reason to come to Paris, but oh, yeah, I'll, I'll get to that eventually. <laughs> exactly how long was it in the end that you were in London? Uh, about a year and a half. Okay. So just over, I think. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, June the 1st, 2016 to January, <laughs> January the 1st, 2018. I appreciate how you uh, time your months. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's yeah. very easy to remember <laughs> anniversaries and stuff. It is. It is. It is a yeah. <laughs> very logical way to move around. 
Yeah, and then so I guess the question became, why Paris? So like, why why not somewhere else in the world? And that's kind of interesting because at when I kind of made up my mind and I wanted to leave London, one of my options was actually Germany because I have a bit of uh, family history there. I actually still have I have family there. Yeah. Um. So I was really interested in Germany. Who we visited. Who we did visit in twenty seventeen. Yeah. And in twenty sixteen. Yeah. <laughs> So the reason I ended up choosing Paris over Germany was uh, there were were several parts. So firstly, I visited with you for the marathon. Yeah. And I had a friend. Visited Paris. Visited Paris. Yeah. And I had a friend from work in London who was back in Paris. He was originally from here. He was back at the same time we were visiting. And we went for a picnic by the Seine, and it was just so lovely. We had just some nice wine, some nice food. The weather was perfect. The sun was setting. There were people out and about by the Seine, and it was just very picturesque. And I decided that, oh, you know, if if the opportunity arose, I could, I could definitely move to Paris in, as one of my options for leaving London. Yeah, I kind of remember that night. I went off and ate pasta with some friends. And I got incredibly jealous of this amazing evening that you basically didn't stop talking about for the next year. <laughs> <Still> <laughs> yeah. Going. So, yeah, so I'm still looking forward to that when, when summer comes back yeah, around nice. doing the same thing. <laughs> and then the other component of it was a job opportunity. So that same friend that I was visiting as he was back, he was back in Paris as well, coming back from London. He ended up moving back permanently because he and his wife decided to have a child and they wanted to raise it in Paris. Yeah. At the new company he started at, they had opening positions and they offered assistance with visas and a relocation package. And so I decided to go for the job and I got it. Yeah. So <laughs> the opportunity presented itself. I fell in love with the city beforehand and so everything kind of aligned perfectly. Yeah, a few months later, not with a non-trivial amount of paperwork and <laughs> back and forth between the Australian government, the French government, and organising all that, I finally arrived on January the 1st yeah. from the Eurostar, and, yeah, that's what brought me to Paris. It took about six months, though, right, to go through that whole process. Yeah, interviews, like deciding um, salary negotiation, all that kind of stuff, actually landing the visa, it took a while. So I actually started my position in London because the visa hadn't actually fully come yeah, through yeah. yet. I made it to Paris on January the 1st after a process of about six months. Yeah, and thus began a new life. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yes it did. So we, I've given my reasons, so what are your reasons? Well, apart from the fact that you got a job here and I wasn't about to go and live in a different city from you. I mean, that's probably <laughs> one of my biggest reasons. But I also have a bit of a history with Paris and... I first visited in 2013. I found myself living in Cologne in Germany doing a six month exchange and basically just having a hell of a lot of free time uh, to travel around Europe. And as an Australian, you do that, right? You come to Europe and you try and see as much of it as you can. Yeah, I think Australians are a staple in uh, most hostels around Europe. Yeah, most hostels, most cities, anywhere you go. Yeah. Although I have found that actually permanently living in Paris is a bit strange. Like, you don't find many Australians who are doing that. In London, very different story. Yeah, in London there are lots. But yeah, you're right. Paris, it's definitely fewer. A bit different. 
so I came to Paris for the very first time on an Easter very, very long weekend in 2013. So I think I had about six days here, stayed with some family friends and just absolutely fell in love with the city. It was Easter, so there was quite a lot of people around, but it was still a bit cold, so there wasn't too many people around. I was a student, so I got free entry into a lot of museums, and I could just wander around the city at my own leisure and really kind of see it for the first time. I had never come across a city that was so beautiful as Paris. It was like every corner that I turned around was just another gorgeous street and another gorgeous street. I think I fell in love with the architecture, the way that all the buildings are so well designed and fit together so nicely. And just these huge jardins, the gardens. You can literally walk from the Arc de Triomphe down the Champs-Élysées through that park, I can't remember the name of it, and to the Louvre. And I think I did that on one of my days in Paris and it was just totally magical. I was also completely obsessed with Chanel at the time. And I got to go to the very first, like the store where she started Chanel the brand in Paris and that completely blew me away and I was thoroughly in love with the city. So I went back to Australia after my exchange had finished and then got a job and it, it was never an idea to, to permanently move to Paris or anything like that but it was always something you know that I wanted to do for a longer period of time. I wanted to come be here for a month or two months or something like that just to live in Paris and I guess learn to speak French was also part of it. So when I was in Australia I did actually take an eight week long French course it was only once a week. I did it with my best friend, Jess. And we had a lot of fun. But at the end of eight weeks, it was one thing too many in my week and I didn't sign up for the next course. So I then also proceeded to forget everything that I'd learned, except for one phrase, tu veux prendre un café avec moi? <laughs> which is, do you want to get a coffee with me? Uh, which I don't think I've even said once to anyone <laughs> in France yet. <laughs> but I still remember that phrase. When your job opportunity came up and we kind of had this idea of going to Paris, for me it was about learning the language properly, being able to speak French. So I'd been trying to teach myself via Duolingo for maybe eight months, ten months um, when we made the decision because, again, it was something I was interested in doing. didn't know if I'd ever have the chance to do it properly, but was giving it a go. And then I started looking around for French courses and realised that I could study an intensive French course for a few months and properly learn this language. That's kind of what I'm trying to do now, which is very exciting. So I guess that's that's kind of my reason. Part following you, part following my dream to learn French, and part just wanting to live in a beautiful city, the city of Roma. <laughs> Hey. Indeed, here's to Paris. So how have you found your 485 bottle of Bordeaux? I think it's quite good, actually. Uh, I can't say that I'm a wine connoisseur, but I'm drinking it. Yeah, I'm hardly either. Similarly, I'm very pleasantly surprised considering the price tag. I'm quite enjoying it. Yeah. I think I've had more expensive wine in the last couple of days. It's been far worse. So Is it, a, is it fruity? Yes. Yes, we'll say it's fruity. <laughs> Trying to quickly read the French on this, and I'm getting absolutely nothing. <laughs> um, I'm uh, sure it's a select vocabulary. Oh, wait, here we go. Fruité du raisin. 
Oh, that just means grapes. There you so go. it's made of grapes. <laughs> Congratulations. Right. Uh, and what about the cheese? The cheese is fantastic. It's definitely a nice cheese. It goes. I think the cheese and wine go well together. Yeah. Do you think that it is actually similar to cheddar? Yes, definitely. I think it reminds me of cheddar. Interesting. I see you challenging. I, I simply find it a little mild. So it's a, uh, what did we say? It's a Cantal Jeune. Jeune meaning young. And I get the feeling like if it was maybe Cantal Vieux, so an older one, with yep. maybe a stronger flavour, I might enjoy it more. Mild cheeses, not so my thing. Even like a mild cheddar, another big fan of. Prefer really? like an old, strong, tangy cheddar. Oh, okay, I question that. We've, we've, <laughs> there are strong cheeses out there that I know you don't like. Blue well, cheese, for example? Uh, yeah, well, you know, maybe we'll get to trying some of those in future episodes Indeed. of this podcast. So, speaking of the next episodes of this podcast, one of the things that we want to talk about next time are some stereotypes in Paris. Yes, indeed. So, we all have, everybody has preconceived notions of the French, I think, especially in the English-speaking world. You know, there's a few classics like how snooty the, the uh, Parisians are, the that they all smoke while drinking yeah. their coffee. That they hate anybody who doesn't speak French and they won't speak to them. Um, that they love their dogs. Yes, this is a weird one that's new to me. I haven't heard this one. Yeah, definitely a stereotype. Um, So we're going to chat about that on the next episode of the podcast and see how our experiences in Paris live up to those stereotypes. Excellent. Excellent. So if you enjoyed this, let us know somehow. And (laughs) we hope to see you next time. Santé. Santé. Santé.